In the last year, we completed Torah Chof Dalid in Likudim inside. And we had said that this Torah, which is based on the writings of the Arizal, deals with very deep concepts. And we had mentioned that hopefully at the end of this learning, this chapter on Likudim inside, we would try to bring is based on this chapter on Likutimran that'll make it much more reachable for us and that would, would make us be able to have a kesher with what Rabbeinazar presents here. First, to give a summary and an introduction to what we're going to say, let's just review basically the concepts that Rabbeinazar presented. Rabbeinazal said that there's a light that's above nefesh, ruach, neshama, which each and every single person yearns to reach for it and can't. And there's this whole process of rising, climbing, trying to get to it and not being able to attain it. And Rabbeinazal says the best that a Jew could hope for is to be able to reach it sometimes in a concept where a person reaches and attains and doesn't attain. In other words, it's as if you have it, but you know you really don't. And Rabbeinu Zal said that the only way that a person could be zechah to, to move in this direction is through doing mitzvahs besimcha. And he began to describe a procedure, a whole process, whereby a person starts from the bottom and works their way up into the Kiddusha. Now, the Tikkun Ezra says that Dovra Melech says in Tehillim, Pischuli Sharei Tzedek, Ovoivom Oideko, Hashem, please open up for me the gates of righteousness. Let me be zechah to enter into those gates and to give praise to Hashem. What are the gates? Dovra Melech continues to say, Zeh Hashar Lashem Tzadikim Yovoyuvoy. This is the gateway that leads to Hashem. And tzaddikim will be zechah to attain it. On this item, on this pasuk, I heard our Rebbe Zerhanavrocha mention two items that will serve to really clarify and help us understand the beginning of what we're talking about here. When Hashem, when Elyonavi said to Hashem that he wanted to see the presence of Hashem, Hashem said to him what he said to Moshe Rabbeinu, that it wasn't really possible. However, Hashem said to him, you'll go into a cave and I'll pass my holiness by that cave, and in that manner you'll be able to feel the presence of Hashem in a sense, and you'll be able to experience a tremendous aliyah. And Hashem said to Elianovi that how are you going to know the moment when the Shekhinah is passing over the entrance of this cave? Hashem said to him, you'll hear, first you'll hear tremendous loud noise, and you'll know, loy borash Hashem. Hashem is not found where there's a lot of noise. And then you'll hear a storminess, and you'll know Hashem is not found in a storm. And Hashem described a few different forms of noise, and Hashem said in each one of those, Hashem is not to be found. And then you'll hear a koil de momo dako, a very, very thin, faint sound, something like a whisper, and then you'll know that the presence of the Shekhinah is there at that moment. The Tikkun Ezra says that, that this is marumas in this posseh that Dovr HaMelech said. Zeh Hashar Lashem. If a person wants to know the gateway that leads to Hashem, the word Shar is the opposite of the word Ra'ash. When Hashem said, Loi Borash Hashem, Hashem is not where there's a lot of noise. Elo Boeser Hashem. Hashem is to be found in Eser. The word Eser is the same letters as the word Rash. Eser referring to the ten spheroids. This limud, this science of coming to understand the ten midois of Hashem, which represents a gateway. It's a ladder that a person climbs to come close to Hashem, to get to know about Hashem. And this is why it says, Zeh Hashar Lashem Tzadikim that Tzadikim enter into this limud, this wisdom of these Eser Sphirois, and by climbing from level to level in them, there's a to get to know about the presence of Hashem. Interestingly, the opposite of Rash is Lachash, silence. 
when we when a Jew davens, <coughs> just as Rabbi Nezal explains in this chapter on the Kutimran, he describes four different elevations. A person starting from the bottom and working their way up, and he describes four different aliyahs. So too, when a Jew davens shachris in the morning, which is the most important tefillah of the day, in the fact that we wear talis and tefillin at that time, we have kriyashma and shmoinesrei, there are certain items that make shachris more choshuv. In the tefillah shachris, a Jew travels through these four levels, starting from the bottom, really the bottom, where the first section of tefillah is all about animals. What could be lower than that? Low base animals, karbonois, chatos, oilo, shlomim, that whole section of the tefillah, and even dealing with the ktoiris, which deals with something a lower level of life than animals. That's the tikkun for the Olam Ho'asiyah. That's the first step. Then a person goes into Psuke de Zimra, that section of the tefillah from Chaydu until Yishtabach, where they're singing all the songs of Dovar HaMelech, the Mizmoirei Tehillim, that corresponds to the Olam Ha'yitzira, the next level. Then after Baruchu, a person begins Yoytzer Oyer Ovoyerei Choyshech, talking about light already and the sun and the moon, something above the physical world. That's the Olam Abriya, the world of the throne of Hashem. And then when a person comes to Shmoin Esrei, then there's silence. Then there's no more Rash. There's this Eser, this tenth level of Kedusha, a person reaching up to the Keser. This is why the Arizal says, when a person says, Baruch Ato Hashem, Goal Yisrael, the last words before Shmoin Esrei are Goal Yisrael. The Arizal says that the word Goal in Atbash makes the word keser, chof tof reish. We know that the aleph and the formula of atbash exchanges for a tof. It's always the beginning of the alphabet for the end of the alphabet. First letter is exchanged for the last, second one from the beginning, second one from the end. So the word goal, the gimel, becomes a reish, atbash gar, the gimel is a reish, the aleph is a tof, and the lamed becomes a chof, making the word keser. So that when a person is going into the Shemayin Esrei, they're entering into the innermost presence of the throne room of Hashem, where there the Pesach says, Kvoid Elikim Haster Dovor, that the highest level of respect for Hashem is silence. Loi Dumio Sehila, that to him, you want to talk about a person that's wealthy, he's got a million, a billion, a trillion, a billion trillion, we get to Hashem, all of that is insulting. To Hashem, loy dumiyasila. The fact that we know that there's nothing that we could possibly say that, that describes the greatness of Hashem, that's His true greatness. The fact that Hashem echod, Hashem is one, unique, etc. So now, this shar that leads to Hashem, this, these eser spheroids begins from the bottom, malchus. Malchus is the lowest level of the spheroids. And Rabbein Azal said, in order to be mesakin the malchus, the malchus is different from all the other midos of Hashem, in that the malchus goes all the way down. The Arizal quotes the posuk, umalchusoi bakoil mosholo that the Malchus of Hashem rules over everything. Everything means even non-Kedusha, even Tumah, even Klipos, even the Umay Sa'olam, the nations of the world. The Pesach says, Hashem rules, Malchus is Al-Kol Goyim. And the Malchus is the one Midah of Hashem that at times drifts below the ground floor. Below the ground floor of the Kedusha, which it's expected to be, there are times that it goes even into the basement, in a sense, entering into the place of the Klipos and Tumah, in order to elevate from there sparks of Kedusha, or Nishamais, that have fallen into the hands of the Tumah. So Rabbi Nezal described that the first step that's needed in climbing this ladder is to draw the Malchus out of the place of Klipos and bring it up into the Kedusha, to the starting line in a sense. And Rabbi Nezal said the key to that is Simcha. Asiyas Hamitzvois Besimcha. Just as Ktoiris, we know that this is one of the main accomplishments of Ktoiris, that, that Ktoiris has in it ten, ten holy spices, ten plus one. The 11th is Chelbana, 
which the Gemara says, Chelbana stinks. It has a foul smell. It represents the Rishoim, those who are outside the Eser. Zeho Eser Lashem, Zehashar Lashem Tzadikim Yovoyovoy. Ktoiris includes the 11th, which is the non-Eser, the Rishoim, and brings them in. Why? Because Ktoiris Yisamach Leiv. Ktoiris represents Simcha, and Asiyas Hamitzvahis Besimcha has this power, just as Klipois and Tuma are all represented by Atzvus. When Hashem brought, the, during the generation of the Mabel, the flood, when they were the worst Rishoim, they justified Hashem destroying the whole world, the Pesach says, Vayis Atzev Eliboi, Hashem Kaviochel, Hashem was depressed in his heart. That represents the worst Tuma, the lowest level. The highest level, the beginning of this climb to the top, is this Ktoiris Yesamach Leiv, this Simcha, Siyasamitzvois Besimcha. Rabbi Nezal said, once a person accomplishes that, he draws the Malchus out of the Tuma to the, to the starting gate, once you're at the start, what do you do with the starting gate? You have to start running. Step, the second step is to start running, to be masaking the raglin, the feet, and to do some running. And Rabbeinus, I'll explain that that corresponds to the spheroids of Netzach, Hoid, Yesoid, their Tikkun. And he quoted Psukim to show that. Then Rabbeinus, I'll said, once you're masaking the feet, you move up to the next level, which is the Tikkun of the hands, which represent the whole power of Bracha, the Kliashefa, the whole power of the Kohanim, to give a bracha is done through Nesias Kapayim, the hands. And then Rabbi Nezal went on to say that the Iker bracha that you want to draw is the Birchas Hasechel. You go from the hands up to the brain, up to the head, affecting a Tikkun for the brain, the three parts of the brain, Chochmabino and Das. And Rabbi Nezal explained exactly how this works. And then he said that when, you, when a person gets to the brain, the brain itself is also moving, trying to climb, trying to reach up higher, and the brain has to be stopped because there's a danger when a person lets the brain go outside of its boundary to think about what a person is not allowed to think about, which the Torah does say there are those things. There is a concept of going chutzman agvul, pen yeher su lalo Hashem, mimenu amrov, when the Jews were about to receive the Torah on Har Sinai, Hashem warned them, don't get too close. Or when the Kehanim are giving the bracha, when they extend their ten fingers to give this bracha of these ten levels, the ten spheroids, the ten kedushos, this simcha in the yodayim, this whole power, a person's not allowed to look. Because if they look, that's this concept of looking at what you're not supposed to look at, which causes destruction, death. We know that when uh, Lloyd's wife dared to look back, when the Shekhinah was turning the city of Sdoim inside out, and the Shekhinah was presence was visible in a sense when Light's wife looked where she wasn't supposed to look, immediately she got killed. Moshe Rabbeinu when he had his first meeting with the Shekhinah, when he saw the burning thorn bush, and that was a revelation of the spirit of Hashem for him the Torah says the first thing he did was he turned away he was afraid to look because he knew that this could present tremendous danger to him. So Rabbeinu Zal said that once a person gets to that level, there's a concept of being mesakim the keser. The keser represents a fence, a wall that blocks the moichin from going past where they're allowed to go, past where they're supposed to go. And Rabbi Nezal says that when a person gets to the level where they've climbed this ladder, they did everything they needed to do to purify these levels, and they got to the moichin, and they got the moichin turned on, running fast, reaching up, and they established the keser, a roof, blocking the moichen from going past where they're supposed to go, the, the clashing and crashing of the moichen into this roof is what builds nine hecholim, nine special castles in heaven. Just interestingly, I, I didn't see this brought, but uh, we would say it on our level, maybe half joke, half serious. The Hebrew word for roof is gag. Gag means a roof or a ceiling. Rabbi Nezal says here, these gimel moichen clashing against each other form these nine hecholim, building these nine special castles through which a person could be zechot to receive this oyer, this oyer ein soif, this bechina of moti v'loy moti. Just like you say, gimel times gimel is tesha. Exactly. Three times three is that, that. That's what we're saying. 
So now, this is the, this is the basic explanation that Rabbein gave here. And Rabbein also mentioned one very important point that again, you have to know that to start this process, you have to have somebody who's able to go down into the Tumor. We said to begin, the, the Malchus finds itself, you have to have somebody who's on a level to be able to go all the way down to the place of the Klippos and not get hurt there, not get damaged, and elevate the Malchus from there, bring it up. Now, Rab Nosenzal, in two or three places in Likutei Alochos, takes this chapter on Likutei Imran, and explains a whole variety of things that appear in the Shulchan Aruch and the Torah with it. We'll give some examples. The rest, the Mitzvah Shem, you'll be zochet to learn you'll see more and more. The Gemara says that out of all the Korbonois that the Jews brought in the Beis Hamikdosh, there's one that stands above and apart of all of them. Proof is that the Gemara says when Moshiach comes, kol ha-Korbonois betelin, all the other carbonates are going to become null and void. There's not going to be any need for them anymore. Chatos, oila, those are for sins. There aren't going to be any sins anymore then. The Pesach says, yivukash avoin Yisrael You're going to go looking for sins. There won't be sins anymore. The Yitin will have done tshuva, a true tshuva, bishlemus. There won't be any sins. So those carbonates are going to leave. The only carbon that's going to be left is the carbon toida. Toida is an offering of thanks to Hashem. This carbon toida represents the concept of simcha, joy. A toida is brought specifically when a person found themselves in a terrible situation. We say in the Shemun Esra, All those that are alive give toda to Hashem, give hoidoa to Hashem. The word chayim is roshe tevois, choyla, yam, Yisurim Midbar. Choyla means a person who is deathly ill, chas v'shalom. And, and Yorde Hayam, people who cross the ocean, people who go down to the ocean and come out alive. And the third one is Yisurim, people that go into prison. A person that chas v'shalom, the king throws him into prison where his life is in danger literally and comes out of that alive. And the fourth one is <coughs> a person who crosses the desert, which is again a place of tremendous sakona and danger. These people who have gone down to these places, when they come out of there, they bring korban toido. Interestingly, the toido has four sections to it. A korban toido goes together with 40 chalos, 40 breads that are brought with it. The 40 breads are divided into four groups of 10. Four different types of bread, 10 of each. The number 10, we know, represents simcha. We say in Mizmor Shir Leoim HaShabos, Alei Osor, Va'alei Novel, Alei Higoyen Bechinor, Ki Simachtani Hashem Befolecho. That Dovr HaMelech talks about these 10 types of song, the Asorah Minei Negina, from which the Sefer Tehillim is constructed, which represent the Klolius of all simcha. This korban toida has in it four types of bread, corresponding to these four people who went down to these four places, down to sickness, down to the desert, down to the ocean, and, and down to prison. These four places, all representing the places, the klipois, a person comes up from there, they bring this korban toida. Rav Nosenzal goes on to explain that these four represent the four different aliyos that we spoke about. The first one, a person who goes into the desert. The desert is known to be a place where there are snakes and scorpions. That represents the klipois. The malchus, the, the concept of the malchus being among the klipois and being lifted up from there. The word midbor, in fact, represents medaber. Dibur is always the meaning of malchus peh corresponding to the mouth. The second one, the person who goes out of prison, the concept of a person being in prison <coughs> means can't leave, can't walk out. The says, The concept of a person who has leg irons on. Imprisonment means can't move, immobile. When a person finds themselves in that state, it means the legs aren't functioning. That's the second tikkun we spoke about. 
The third level was the person who was the choyle, sickness. The Zohar Kodesh and the Gemara explain that the main center for health in the body is the pulse, the defek. The ten different types of pulses that are found in the body, found in the body, through which a doctor is supposed to be able, a doctor who knows the wisdom of medicine, alpitoira, through these ten different types of pulses that Tikkun Ezra says, a doctor can diagnose any type of illness within the body. The Ruach HaChaim is diagnosed via the defek, and the Tikkun, the Refua, the greatest Refua for a person that's ill is always Simcha, corresponding to these ten fingers on the hand. The ten fingers, in the story that Rabbi Nezal told of the Zion Betlers, it's the one who knew the power, the one who had the power of the Yodayim that was able to bring about the Refua to the Basmalka. And finally, the fourth one, Yerdei Hayom Bo'oniyos, the ones who go down to the ocean, crossing the ocean. The ocean represents the Moichin, the Yam HaChochma, the, the Tikkun for the Moichin being the fourth level climbing up this ladder of Kedusha. The Gemara says that a, a person who benches Goimel, Goimel is also a form of this Korban Toida. Today we don't have a Beis Amikdosh. Today a Jew can't bring a Korban Toida. When a person wants to bring a Korban Toida today, they do it by benching Goimel. The Halacha says that in order to bench Goimel, you must have ten people. Again, ten representing this simcha, this alei osor, alei novel, kisi machtani Hashem and two of them must be rabbis. The, the Gemara says, rabbonon. The two rabbis, Rav Nosson says, correspond to this concept of the redifa and the ma'akev that we spoke about. Rabbis means the moichen, the tikkun for the moichen. Two people, when two people get together, there's always a concept of pushing and pulling. Two people will never see something exactly the same way. Always one represents the positive, the other one the negative. One says forward, the other one says backward. And that's the concept of two knives sharpening each other by rubbing against each other. That's this concept of the Redifa and the Ma'akev, this Tikkun of the Keser that we spoke about here that brings about a Shlemus to the Kedusha. When the Moichen are, are reaching up and being stopped by the Keser on top, by this roof on top, that's what brings about a shlemus to this item. This is one example. Rav Nosenzal goes into much more detail, but this is on a general level explaining the Korban Toida and how it ties into the four levels of Tikkun that we spoke about here. Next, we have the case of Avram Avinu, where the Torah says, in, in the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha, Vayomer Hashem el Avram, Hashem to Avram Avinu is the beginning of Klal Yisrael. Originally his name was Avram, and the Gemara says Avram Enoi Moilid. It was only when the Hay was added to his name that he could give birth. The letter Hay represents Simcha. The Gemara says that a person who goes to a wedding and is Misamea, Chosn Vikala, receives a gift of chamisha koilois. There's a posik in Yermia where it says koil sosoin koil simcha <coughs> and it mentions five lashonois of koil there, koil oimrim hoidu es Hashem. A person who's misamea, chosam vekalo, gets these five koilois, the Gemara says. So too, the Gemara says, a person who doesn't have children, Yisameach es ishtoi. He should make his wife happy. That'll be able, that'll give him the power to be moilid. We see the whole concept of simcha representing the shlemus of Kedusha. Hashem said to Avram Avinu, Lech that in order for you to start in Kedusha and holiness, you have to leave our Eretz, Artsius means the ground, the Adomo, the cursed Adomo. Aruroho Adomo Bavurecho, the ground represents Atzvus, depression. A person says, I'm feeling down. Down represents the, the mud, the ground, the earth, which is, the earth, which is cold and damp, representing the concept of Atzvus. Hashem said, Avram Avinu, leave that and leave Moiladetecho, leave your birthplace. Dabra Melech says in Tehillim, Hain bo'ovoin choilalti u'bechait yechemas mi'imi. I was born in sin, I was created in sin, and my, my origin comes from there. 
This refers to the concept of a person who comes from an impure type of background. Avram Avinu's parents were They were into super idol worship. Plus, the Gemara says they had relations only when she was Nido, super Tuma. Hashem said to Avram Avinu, in order for you to get to Kedusha, you have to leave Moiladetecho, you have to move away from that place of Tuma, and Mibesovicho, and you have to leave your family. Avram Avinu's rep- family represented a typical family of non-religious people, or people that are not devoted to Hashem, who would, who would offer a person every type of excuse in the world why life has nothing to do with religion. Life has to do with parnasa. life has to do with other things, everything but Hashem. Hashem is for people who can't hack it in life. They need a crutch, so they, religion is their crutch. Chas v'shalom. So Hashem said to Avram Avinu that yeah, in order for you to come close to Kedusha, you're going to have to be able to pass this test of walking away from that base of Icha, El Ha'oretz Asher Areka, to go to Eretz Yisroel. Eretz Yisroel is the center of Simcha. We, we say in the Shemayin Esrei, V'haleinu b'simcha li'artzeinu, that Hashem should bring us with Simcha to Eretz Yisroel. Eretz Yisroel represents the Eser Kiddushos. The Gemara says there are ten levels of Kiddusha in the world. The first one, the bottom level, begins in Eretz Yisroel. And then from Eretz Yisroel you have Yerushalayim, and in Yerushalayim, the Beis Hamikdash, going higher and higher until you come to the tenth level, which is the Kodesh Hakadoshim. The tenth level, the Keser, is something that's the roof. That's where we can't, do not enter. The Kodesh Hakadoshim was a place where no Jew was allowed to go into there, except one, except the holiest Jew, and that Jew wasn't allowed to go in there on any day of the year other than the 10th day, Yom Kippur, Aseris Yemei Tshuva, first climbing the nine levels, affecting the Tikkun from Rosh Hashanah up until Yom Kippur, on the 10th day, this holiest of people was allowed to enter into this 10th Kedusha, which was the Keser. And then, only to bring the Ktoiris, the offering of Ktoiris with him, because Ktoiris is Samach Leiv. This Ktoiris, which represents these ten spices, the Ktoiris showing the proof that he had affected the Tikkun for the Chelbana, he elevated the Malchus Miben Aklipois, and he walked these ten steps, that's what allowed the Koen Godel to enter into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. When two great, great Tzadikim attempted to bring this Ktoiris and to go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, not of an Aviyu. The Torah says, Bekorvosom, Lifnei Hashem, they came close to Hashem, Vayomusu, and they died from it. Trying to get too close to Hashem. This Ktoiris, which reaches up to the, to the Keser, to the crown, unless a person is grounded properly, unless a person has affected the Tikkun for the Malchus, which means unless a person is married, not of an Aviyu weren't married at the time. They didn't have this tikkun of the Malchus. They weren't able, they weren't allowed to make an attempt to reach for the Keser. They did, it was able to burn them, it was able to destroy them. Yom Kippur is the day of the Keser. The Arizal says, the Zohar Kodesh says, that we say on Yom Kippur, Ki vayoyim yechaper aleichem, letaher eschem mikol chatoiseichem, lefnei Hashem titoru that the Jews will be purified on Yom Kippur, the word titoru is bigimatria keser, exactly. Showing that this is the kedusha that the Jews experience on Yom Kippur. They rise to that tenth level, reaching up after having been mesaking, these teisha hecholin, being able to get a glimpse at this keser. What's the, what's the climax of Yom Kippur? At the end of Yom Kippur, the grand finale is where the Jews say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem Echod. The Zohar HaKadosh says, if you want to, Shema Yisrael is the foundation of the emuna of a Jew. Shema Yisrael, the Zohar HaKadosh says, is the epitome of Simcha. The Zohar HaKadosh says that in the Shema, you have two letters, two capital letters in the Sefer Torah. <coughs> the Ayin at the end of Shema, at the end of the word Shema, 
and the dalit of the word echod at the end of the sentence, those two letters are written extra large, twice as large as a regular letter, representing aid, testimony, that we're giving testimony, when a Jew says this sentence, he's testifying to the existence of Hashem, to his faith in Hashem, etc. The Zohar HaKadosh says, take a look at the remaining letters, the shin mem of Shema, and the Aleph Ches of Echod, the Zohar HaKadosh says, make, make up the word Esmach. When Dovra Melech says in Tehillim, Onoichi Esmach, Bashem, I am happy with Hashem, there's nothing in the world that should make a Jew happier than the fact that we believe in Hashem. We know that there is a Hashem, and we believe in Hashem, and once we believe in Hashem, we know that Hashem is not like us. Hashem is unlimited, He's infinite, His kindness is unlimited, it's infinite, and every toiv Hashem lakoil, Hashem is capable of being good to everybody. The chesed has no constriction, no limitation. This is what should bring a Jew to the highest level of simcha. This is the peak that a Jew reaches at the end of Yom Kippur when we scream the Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echod we're showing that we've reached this epitome of Simcha we've gone to the top this Onoichi Esmach Bashem to the Keser we mentioned in the Torah of the the Simchas Oilam Al Roisham the Roish represents the Moichin the place of the brain Simcha is the crown above the head the Simchas Oilam Al Roisham that's the Keser that represents the Keser just like we say about the, the Beis HaMikdosh, the Apostle says in Shir Hashirim, Heviani HaMelech Chadorov, Hashem has brought me into his rooms, Nogilov and Ismecho Boch. says, Chadorov, those are the Tisho Hecholim, those are these nine Hecholim. Nogilov and Ismecho Boch, that's the Keser, that's the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that's the peak of Simcha that the Jews reached on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Gadol walked into, came into, went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim and he brought the Ktoiris. And when he came out, the Gemara says, nobody, you never saw in your life a Simcha like the Simcha and dancing that the Jews danced when the Kohen Gadol came out of there alive. When they saw the red turn to white, they saw the red thread turn to white, showing that they had been purified, all the sins had been forgiven. That represented the highest level of tikkun possible that came about through, these, through this process. Now, we know that every morning a Jew says, Ashreinu matoiv chelkeinu, umanoim goraleinu, mayofidu shaseinu, how lucky we are. What are we lucky about? that we go to shul twice a day, it's this emuna that a Jew has, that's if, that the more a person purifies it and perfects it, that's what gives a person the simcha with which to do mitzvahs. When we say doing a mitzvah with simcha, where is the simcha supposed to come from? The answer is, kol mitzvah secha emuna. All of the mitzvahs are supposed to be done. The main ingredient in a mitzvah is emuna. What what makes putting on a talus a big deal, or what lets what allows a Jew to put on a talus half asleep and make the bracha? And he doesn't know whether he said a bayer priadoma or a lesate fatzitzis. He has no idea what he said a minute after he said it, because he simply doesn't believe. He doesn't believe that putting on a talus in the morning is like putting a deposit of ten million dollars in his bank account. Go see somebody walk into a bank account holding a check for $10 million to, to make a deposit. See if he'll be walking in half asleep. Like people Davin Shachris. Elamai, if a person doesn't believe that that's a deposit of $10 million, then they can do it in their sleep. If a person does a mitzvah with emuna, emuna that this is, this is not man-made, this comes directly from Hashem, the creator of the world, and the creator is not limited by millions. When the Torah says, schar mitzvah bahay alma leko, that this world isn't big enough, there doesn't exist enough money, enough good in this world to reward a person for one mitzvah, when a person has that kind of emuna, that person does the mitzvah with the simcha that we're talking about here, that starts this whole chain, this whole ball rolling. <coughs> Another example of this Ali of the four Eilamois, Rabnosan Zal explains in a different place in the Kutelochis, is the case of Shabbos. Shabbos represents the highest Kedusha. When a person goes into Shabbos, they're going into Ganeden, they're going into Eilam Habo, Me'ein Eilam Habo. How does a Jew begin the Shabbos? 
the Kiddush on Friday night. A person takes a cup of wine and they perform a special procedure with that wine. The Arizal says, watch how people do and they don't begin to know what they're doing. They don't begin to imagine how much is taking place when a person does a simple item like making Kiddush on Friday night. What is wine? Wine is Malchus. Wine is the meat of Malchus of Hashem. There's a Pasuk in Megillah, Sester, where the Pasuk says, V'yein Malchus Rov Kiyad HaMelech. Wine is, is a drink of royalty. Kings are known to, they don't drink apple juice or Coca-Cola or Daika. They drink wine. A king drinks wine. Wine is royalty. The word Yayin itself is Bigimatria 70, representing the sphere of Malchus. Within the framework of Zeranpen, Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, Netzach, Yesoid, Malchus, Malchus is the seventh, corresponding to this number 70, just like the Shabbos is the seventh day of the week, and Shabbos is king, Shabbos Malchus. Shabbos represents Malchus. So we begin the Malchus with wine. The Arizal says, what do we do with this wine? It starts off on the table, and the first thing a Jew does is he lifts it up. In order to make Kiddush, you have to pick up the wine. You have to pick up the Malchus. Lifting up implies that it's in a place where it's not supposed to be. Where is it? It's down there. It's among the Klippos. The first step is to lift it up and take it out from Ibn HaKlippos. A person lifts it up, and he's supposed to lift it up past the feet, lift up the kois of wine from the table. It's going above the level of the feet, and he's holding it in his hands. That represents the tikkun. We took the malchus, we brought it above netzach hoid and now it's in the hands chesed kvura teferes. The Arizal says, as the Shulchan Aruch says, that when a person is saying kiddush, when a person says yoyim hashishi vayichul voretz, they're supposed to look at the candles. The first chapter of the kiddush, person is supposed to be looking at the candles and drawing light from those neiros of Shabbos. When a person makes the bracha, the person is supposed to look at the wine. When a person says the bracha afterwards, when a person says that second half of the bracha, they're supposed to be looking at the wine. The Arizal says, what are we doing when we're looking at the wine? We're shining the light from the Gimel Meichem, the Chochmah Bin Das, the brain, into the Malchus, into that wine, elevating it to the next level, taking it up higher and higher. So that we took this wine, which was Malchus, we elevated it past Netzach Yisoid, we put it into the hands, which represented Chesed Gvura Teferis, and then by looking into it, we're shining the light of Chochmah Bino and Das into that wine, elevating it to the next highest level. These are the tikkunim that take place. Every major mitzvah that a Jew does has this concept in it. This concept of taking the shechina, the malchus, in the, from, from the lowest places and bringing it up from level to level to the top, to the keser. This concept of the redifa and the ma'akev that we spoke about, another tremendous example of it is the case of Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu had his first meeting with Hashem, Hashem wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. The Shechina, the Jews were in Mitzrayim, means the Malchus of Hashem was, was in Mitzrayim. It was in Golos. The Zohar HaKadosh says, The word Mitzrayim is Bigimatria Shechina. That when the Jews went down to Mitzrayim, that was the place of the Shechina at that time. Wherever the Jews are, I'm with them. So now, when Moshe Rabbeinu was told to take the Jews out, his initial reaction was he refused. He didn't want to, because he saw that even with what he was going to do, they were still going to go through Yeridois and Nephilois, tremendous trouble. And he kept refusing for seven days, rejecting Hashem's offer. Now, when Hashem first revealed himself to Moshe Rabbeinu, he revealed himself in a burning thorn bush. This burning thorn bush, Rav Zal says, represents the Lev HaYisraeli. We said that Atzvus, the center for depression, is in the heart. And so too the center of fire within a Jew, the fire of the Soton, the Yetzer Hora, the Zohar HaKadosh says Yitzra, the word Yitzra is Bigimatria H, <coughs> represents fire. So the Yetzer, the two Yetzers are in the heart, 
And so, so too, the whole concept of simcha, the Pasuk says, Nosato simcha balibi, the center for joy in a person is also in the heart. And that's the fire. When we talk about a person doing a mitzvah with his slavus, the Dovar Amel says in Tehillim, Cham libi bekirbi, Cham libi bekirbi, that chamimus of simcha is represented, is found within the heart. When Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu this burning thorn bush, this represented the lave of an Isha Yisraeli, which was burning. And yet the thorns weren't being destroyed. <coughs> when Moshe Rabbeinu saw this, his first reaction was, He was curious. He wanted to see what this was. He wanted to look. And he started to approach it. Hashem's instructions to him, that when the Apostle says, when Hashem saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was turning to look, Hashem said to him, stay where you are, don't go any closer. This concept of the Redifa and the Ma'akev, wanting to move towards Hashem and being told, wait, wait, not yet. And at that time, Moshe Rabbeinu had to wait in his place. Hashem said to him, Shal first you'll have to strip your shoes, shoes rep- come from leather, behemius, shoes represent a, 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 a low level. You have to first strip yourself of all the gashmius, of anything that's tying you to this world. Because the place that you're standing now is this place of simcha. It's the center of Kedusha, it's the Beis HaMikdosh. That's the place that Moshe Rabbeinu was standing at that point in time. Now, when Moshe Rabbeinu kept refusing to go, what finally convinced Moshe Rabbeinu to go? Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, don't worry. Because one of Moshe Rabbeinu's main problems was, he said, he, he, he was concerned about his older brother, Aaron Akoin, being older than him. And if Aaron Akoin would see that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be the one to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim, <coughs> this could cause jealousy, which is the worst destruction. Kino sinner leads to death, leads to golos. We know that by Yosef HaTzadik and his brothers, what started Mitzrayim off? It was jealousy. The brothers were jealous of Yosef HaTzadik. They hated him. They couldn't talk. They ended up selling him as a slave. Yosef HaTzadik going down to Mitzrayim was the beginning of the end. He went down to Mitzrayim, so Yaakov Avinu had to go there and his sons, and that was golos. Moshe Rabbeinu saw the same thing happening again. Here you're going to send me to take the Jews out. How are we going to avoid this problem of kinah? Hashem said to him, don't worry. Your brother Aaron Akoin is a completely different person. Hashem said, Your brother Aaron Akoin, He's going to see you going on this mission not only isn't he going to be upset, he's going to be the somach boy, He's going to be happy. The moment Hashem said that to Moshe Rabbeinu, the somach boy, no problem. We can go. At that moment, Moshe Rabbeinu accepted the mission to go take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Because he understood this secret, that the key to taking the malchus out from Mibayin HaKlipos is this asiyas HaMitzvois B'Simcha. This is the item that starts this whole reaction, uh, this whole procedure of getting the Malchus out from Ibn Aklipois, elevating it to Netzach Yisoid, to Chesgur Teferes, to the Moichin, to the Keser. All of this, as soon as he heard that key word, Veruach of the Somach he knew that they could begin this process. And this process ended on Shavuos with Kabbalah Satoira, when the Jews didn't have, after the Jews had gone as far as they could, could in coming close to Hashem, they had advanced 49 levels to come close to Hashem. The 50th level, which represents the Keser, the crown, the Torah says, Vayered Hashem al Har Sinai. Why Vayered Hashem? They couldn't move any further. They had gotten to this gag, to this roof, where for them to attempt to move anymore, Hashem warned them, Penyer Sulawis, if you try to go towards me now, you'll die from it. Now the only way you can get the next level is by Hashem bringing it down to you, putting it in your lap in a sense. And that Vayered Hashem al-Har Sinai is where the Jews were zeichet to receive this keser <coughs> that a person is zeichet to on the Antif of Shavuos. That's why Rav Nosan Zal says on Shavuos we're allowed to have the, the Shtei Halechem, the Chometz, 
Chometz represents waiting. Hamtono, which is Kesser, we learned in this Torah, Katarli Zer Vachboch, wait for me a little. In order for something to become Chometz, you have to wait for the dough to rise. All the different connections that are made related to that. For now, let this suffice to a degree, maybe one closing point, the happiest of all, the case of Dovra Melech. We know that each one of the seven leading tzaddikim of the Jews, the seven shepherds, are known for something else that's special. Avraham Avinu is known for his chesed, for his hachnosesorchim, his chasodim. Yitzchok Avinu is known for his midah of gvura, pachat Yitzchok, willing to kill or be killed for Hashem. Yaakov Avinu is emes, titein emes liyakov, teferes, each one a different midah. It comes to Dovid Amelech. What nickname does the Zohar Kodesh give Dovra Melech? He's called Badcha de Malka. Bedicha, the joke. The laughter, the laughter of the king. That's what the Zohar Kodesh calls gesture. him. Gesture. Not gesture, laughter. Not Laughing. Gesture, not gesture. Jester. Yeah, ah, jester, court jester, exactly. The Simcha the king. We have the famous story in the Novi where when Dovr HaMelech was bringing, again, this 10th level, the Beis HaMikdosh represents these Eretz Yisrael as these Eser Kedushos. The 10th level, above the nine Hecholim, is the Oroin itself, the Holy Ark. When Dovr HaMelech was returning the Holy Ark that had been captured, and they were bringing it back to Yerushalayim, the Torah says he was dancing so wildly, Mephazes, Marakeid, that his wife Michal was embarrassed. How do you shame the, the honor and dignity of a king dancing this way? And the Gemara says that because she said those words, she wasn't zeichet to have children for the rest of her life, Rahman al-Tzlon. Again, because this key, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the item that we mentioned earlier about Avram Avinu, that Avram enoi moilid, misha enoi bonim yisama chesishtoi, that the key Tehoilodo is this union of simcha that, that, that we mentioned earlier. By Dovr HaMelech, the fact that he was zeichet to be this bodcha de malka, this super simcha, this is what gave him the power. It's the malchus specifically that can fall mibena klipos, that's all the way down, and the, the klipos, the tumor, try most to pull it down. That's the one that's most mesukon of falling into atzvus, those that are part of this family of Dovra Melech, Rabbeinu Zah once mentioned to his Talmidim that the reason why he doesn't smile in a sense is because those that come from the family of Dovra Melech, Dovra Melech was the one who wrote the Sefer Tehillim, which was written with tears and with Lev Nishbor, the broken heart. So that's why his descendants on the outside sometimes appear to have a sad look Whereas inside, there, there's really tremendous simcha. Rabbi Nezah was called Rabbi Nachman ben Simcha. His mukher was simcha. So, Dovra Melech is known as this super bodchodamalka, the one who was able to show the most fantastic display of Asiyah Samitzvah's besimcha. There's the famous story with the Arizal. The Arizal once told his Talmidim that he's going to do something for them on condition that they'll be extremely careful but he said there's a tremendous sakona involved, and he knows that one of them is not going to make it. And they were still pressing him, please, please, do it, do it. So he said, fine. He said, this Shabbos, we're going to have a very unique Kriya Satoira. He said, we're going to invite the seven shepherds, the Shivaroyim, to take Alias and our shul for Kriya Satoira. And he did this. The Arizal in- announced, Ya'amoid Aharoin Akoyen, for the first Aliyah, and Aharon HaKoyin came into the shul and accepted the Aliyah of Koyin. He went on from, from, from one to the next, calling up each one of the seven shepherds, these seven Sadiqim, until finally it came to the seventh Aliyah, Dovra Melech. Dovra Melech came into the shul dancing in such a wild way that one of the Talmidim couldn't help himself and he broke out laughing. No, he, he couldn't, couldn't maintain the seriousness. He broke out laughing. And the Arizal said that that Talmud was poigame. He ended up not living out the year. But here again in this story, we see the same example that Dovra Melech represents this super, super level of simcha that the Malchus needs more than anybody else 
to begin to start this whole process. We explained that in order to get to the Kesser, the, 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 the beginning, the starting gate, was this elevating the Malchus from Ibn Aklipos, which required Asiyah Samitzvah B'Simcha. Dovra Melech represents the perfection of this item. And this is why we say, Ki B'Simcha Seitzeyun, that the whole concept of the Jews going out of Golos, we said earlier, Goal, that the word Goal was Keser in Atbash, that the key to the Jews having Goula is Simcha, this, the Simcha Soylem al and specifically the Simcha that comes through Sholem. Sholem meaning a minion, the minimum Sholem among the Jews, when ten people, ten Jews get together, the Gemara says, Akol that when you have ten Jews, Ba'achtus, <coughs> the Shechina is there. And those ten represent this Shlemus HaSimcha that we said earlier, this Alei Osor, Alei Novel, Halavai, we should be zorcha to learn all the advice that Rabbi Nizal presents in this chapter on the Kutimran about Asiya Samitzvois B'Simcha, to be able to have the Amunah in the Mitzvois that leads to the doing Mitzvahs with the kind of Simcha that Rabbi Nizal wanted from us. And in that Zuchus, to be zorcha to get to see the, the revelation of the total Simcha for the Am Yisrael, which will be with the coming of Moshiach, the Binyan Moshiach is Oisye Sameach, with the, with the Binyan Beisamigdash, Meherav Yamein, Amen, Amen. Compared to the miracles that are going to take place when the Jews go out of this Golos that we're in now, that the revelation of miracles, are going to, it's going to make the, the Pesach seem tiny in comparison. could be up until a certain point. Notice the Gemara does make this statement. Could be it refers to a specific class of Karbonis. Could be it's referring to the Karbonis of Kapora. But there is such a statement in the Medrash. It kola Karbonis betelen chutz mitoido. Two weeks from tonight will be the week of Pesach. I believe, yes. Next Sunday night, there will not be a Likut Imran Shia Mitzvah <clears throat> The Monday night Shia Mitzvah will still take place. And uh, two weeks from tonight, I hope we'll start the next chapter on Likut Imran Torah which is again a world unto itself, where Abenazal discusses further advice on this concept of a person wanting to climb from one next one level to the next, what to expect and how to deal with it.